Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. And this is Cece. And happy Sunday to everyone listening in to our page 6 of our 19th series of Sundition. Grab a snack or sip some tea as we dive into our culture chat on... What looking good has to do with feeling good. I'm sure that you have all heard some kind of iteration of that. Like, if you look good, if you look good, you can feel good. And that's true, right? We dress accordingly to our personality, mood, and confidence. There have been multiple studies done, and there was even a study on women who were depressed or sad. They found that they were more likely to wear baggy clothing, and that is something that I think we can all share, right? If you're not, if you're feeling sad, I sometimes find myself wearing like darker colored clothing or more, um, like drabby looking. <laughs> oh yeah. Clothes. If I feel bad, then yeah. I start wearing baggy clothes that fit way too big on me. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not new to science that how we dress affects how we play. And I think one of the uh, the biggest cases we're going to focus on the, during this culture chat is how this actually extends to sports, right? Because I think that can be more applicable and understandable for the majority of our listeners out there. So there's a f- similar phrase to look how uh, to what we said in sports where um, uh, look good, feel good, play good. So this philosophy encompasses two psychological terms one that claire and i have learned before and another that we learned while researching this so one the two are self-efficacy and enclosed cognition so the latter enclosed cognition is the one we just learned like by researching this um uh this phrase is that enclosed cognition deals with clothing having a symbolic meaning right so when you wear a practice uniform versus, or like a practice suit versus a race suit, so for swimming, right, then that affects how you approach the game or competition. And although swimming is a little different, you could say, because the suits we wear are better suited for racing, but in general, right? But like, because you like, you know what, which one's for mm-hmm. which, right? You have a dozen yeah, yeah, yeah. things set aside for you. So you're like, oh, I'm going to put this on for my game. And of course, you're going to hopefully do well, you know. You're just more confident. Yeah. And this also applies to the clothing of people around you, right? If your comp- competition looks really good, right? They have like their competition stuff on and they look confident, then you may actually start to feel intimidated, right? And going out of the sports uh, metaphor, like very long metaphor, would you call this a metaphor actually, Claire? Yeah, I'd say so. I don't know. Or like, like an analogy. This, I guess analogy. The sports, yeah, the sports. Well, because example. it happens in sports. Like, yeah, the sports example. That's correct, Claire. <laughs> I was wrong. It's not an analogy, nor is it a metaphor. It is a sports example that people in the workforce often wear formal clothing because it gives off a professional and authoritative vibe, right? Remember our eighth grade teacher, Claire? Which one? Oh, sorry. <laughs> our so- eighth grade social studies teacher. Oh, yeah. So basically what he would do is on he would only dress up 
on like our, I think like parent teacher night. conferences and things like that or like open house he would never dress yeah, up open... during class mm-hmm. yeah because for uh, according to him he wants to give off this professional vibe to an authoritative vibe to the parents right and so when the parents see him they'll be like oh wow like he's so put together um, yeah but like with us he didn't care like at all yeah (laughs) and so for difference for like my case right say i i'll if i'm talking about swimming i'll talk more about um high school swimming because in my competition i wear like the tech suits which Mm -hmm. is where the technology of the suit actually changes the way you race so for but for high school swim we just wear our like a regular suit that has like the school symbol on it Mm -hmm. and everybody's wearing it so for me wearing that versus wearing just a practice suit is so different because this represents like the team the sort of pressure that's on me and also the goals i want to achieve and it's also pride right i'm proud to be part of the school team i am i am on and i thoroughly enjoy swimming and having fun with that right and claire plays badminton so oh that yeah is probably yeah yeah we just want to explain that yeah we don't have anything that really changes our performance or anything like that we just have a school uniform and yes yeah, a lot of it has to do with the pride because everyone's like what wearing the same exact thing and we all know that we're here to you know try to win hopefully you know <laughs> and like do our best and have fun but i also wanted to talk mm-hmm. about mock trial right we obviously oh, yes. have such a different type of attire when we go to competitions and things like that, mm-hmm. whether it be in person or online, right? Because if we're practicing, then we're just practicing in what we wear pretty much every day. There's no point. But yeah. when we show up to the courtroom, we're all decked out in formal clothing, suits, blazers, skirts, maybe, I don't know, like dress, like dress pants and things like that, and dress shoes, right? And it makes you feel, like, so mm-hmm. well put together. <laughs> like, you're there seriously, that you're there to win something. So, it just really changes the entire vibe of everything. Yeah. And it, you know, cause, because it makes you feel more professional, you may feel that you need to act more professional as well, and that can step up your game. Right, I like... Whether it be <laughs> yeah. in the mock court, or playing soccer, or swimming. Yeah, I rarely joke or or like i don't joke around as much when i'm in my formal attire for a mock trial that's for sure i'm pretty Mm -hmm. i think yeah and the other psychology term that we talked about is self-efficacy so this is something that we learned in our ap psych unit of self-esteem and like motivation and whatnot remember claire yeah yeah so this on the other hand has its clothing more of like uh like lucky charms do you know what i'm talking about like you know how sometimes you've heard of people take a test they have to use a specific pen oh yeah um, because I it's lucky for that. them or they have to like wear their favorite socks yeah right I and so that, that. Mm-hmm. and although you know realistically uh, not realist like um like logically that doesn't exactly make like total sense sense, but (laughs) from a psychological uh, standpoint it can help right you 
um, are kind of whenever you wear your lucky charms, you feel more confident that you can accomplish your goals. So self-efficacy is how competent you think you are in a certain situation with the skills that you know you have, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're taking a test with with your lucky pen, right? you'll be like, ah, like, I got this, I know this stuff, and I also have my lucky pen as well, like, it'll help me. And that kind of just jumps up your confidence, and when usually when you have higher confidence, right, you do better. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say, like, there is a big line um, between, like, overconfidence and, like, not knowing anything, but <laughs> for many people who struggle with just, you know, like, test anxiety, right? You feel like you don't know it, but you really do. Mm-hmm. And so these sports players have certain accessories or clothings they must wear. Like, J- Michael Jordan himself wouldn't play or couldn't play, according to him, without wearing his North Carolina shorts under his team shorts when he was with the Chicago Bulls. Right? And I know many swimmers who... Usually we have something called double capping. It's just where... You wear one cap and then put on your goggles and then cap it over again just so, like, in case your cap falls off, you still have another cap and it stops your goggles from falling off while swimming. Mm-hmm. And so I know many people will wear, like, their uh, lucky cap underneath because you're over when you're racing, the cap that's showing has to represent your team. Or not has to, but, like, it's expected, right? right. So you, they, a lot of people use that uh, under cap to like wear their um like their school stuff right or wear like a color they like or something that represents a um something close to them right you know i personally never really had something like that like a, a lucky charm in sports I think for me, it's just the type of goggles. If I am not wearing the the goggles I like, which is like the Speedo Woman's mm-hmm. um, 2.0, like I don't feel as good because I feel like, oh, it just doesn't feel comfortable to me. But for me, I guess, uh, but I wouldn't call it a lucky charm. Did you have any, Claire? Not for sports, or for Or know sure. with someone? I mean, of course, I'd much rather have my own racket when playing, right? Because, you mm-hmm. know, for badminton you're most used to it but i definitely wouldn't call it a lucky charm because that's normal for pretty much everyone yeah but for like taking tests and things like that i used to have um like a couple years ago and beyond that i used to have like a lucky pen or pencil or something like that i don't know i don't remember i don't even remember which one it is but it's okay (laughs) but i also have like a necklace that my mom gave me like a really long time ago and I only recently just started wearing it like wearing it um uh-huh this was like a couple years ago so that was my thing yeah nice thank you <laughs> and so kind of summarizing this sports example up is that when we don't feel our best right especially in the clothing or accessories we're wearing, we don't try as hard in terms of one, we don't take it seriously enough, or two, in the self, uh, like, lucky charm sense, you feel like you just can't do it, Mm -hmm. you know, without that thing. And it can uh, also apply both ways, right? When we don't feel good, we don't want to dress up. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So this is more of a, like, a back and forth thing. They both affect each other. It's not just, like, you feel good, then you look good, right? You can also look good and feel good. But I think when I always hear this, I think a lot of people also neglect some confounding part of this as well, and that deals with the beauty standards or the standards of what looking good means to you, right? And for me, looking good is not only an outfit I wear, but also how my skin or hair or overall composition looks right, like, right? right? So if my skin is dealing with an acne or eczema breakout, I don't feel good about myself because I think I don't look good. So then I don't want to dress up nicely. And so adding this in, it looks more like a cycle. And although it's a good cycle, it can be a good cycle, right? You look good, you feel good, you look good, you feel good. But it could also go backwards, right? If you don't feel uh, like, if you don't look good, right? Um, say my acne or eczema breakout, then I don't feel good. But at the same time, one thing that affects how you um look right is also your attitude towards it stress for one brings out my acne or eczema so that is like deals with feeling good if i feel stressed i probably don't feel good you know (laughs) whoa (laughs) (laughs) so that is one point i wanted to say because i was very confused at first when I heard these types of phrases I was very confused because kind of looking good also has to do a lot with like whether you think you look good you know I <laughs> um do does that make sense Siku? I can I feel like I might not be elaborating this in the best way but it's just like trying to achieve this beauty the standard of what looking good is can cause you stress Right. Right. And that's kind of against the idea of what look the phrase is trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about this cycle uh, that this phrase entails is that you can sort of force yourself to do it. Right. You can kind of make yourself feel better if you can. I guess by, if you want to, you can just force yourself to dress up nicely. Or dress up in a way that cheers you up. Right? Yeah. Because I was, yeah, that's what I was thinking, right? Sometimes when I, my skin isn't doing that well and I don't feel good, I just, like, will put on a nice, like, I'll wear something nice and then I go about my day and I feel a little better, right? Mm -hmm. And feeling better can also relieve my worries about my skin, which then will help heal my skin faster. Right, that is true. So, like the all the, um, my so my immune my my mind can stop telling my nerve uh, immune system to s- stop acting crazy. <laughs> right, and your stress system can lay low again. Mm-hmm. And my serotonin boosts can come in. Yes, and also dressing up might help boost your serotonin, you know? If you look good and you feel yeah, good. Yeah, that too. Then you're happy. Yeah, which is kind of where it comes from, right? hmm And so when I was thinking that, like, forcing myself to um, feel better is kind of like, you know, f- uh, mm, 
forcing yourself to feel better is similar to forcing a smile. Ah, there's this right. There's a, another concept where you can, if you're feeling sad, you can force yourself to smile and you'll feel a little better. I forgot what it's called, but yeah, basically your facial expression can help influence your mood and how and your emotions and how you feel. Yeah. But I was thinking, if I'm forcing happiness, right, or feeling good, does it really mean I'm feeling good? Uh, I mean, kinda. It's just that you're not naturally. Like that's not your natural state, right? If you have to force yourself to feel good, then. Mm-hmm. I feel like your natural state would be much, or not much, but lower than that. You're saying my natural state should be sad all the time? No, that's not what I... I mean, not your natural <laughs> state, sorry. I meant, like, the way you're feeling beforehand, right? Obviously, it was lower than before. So, mm-hmm. I... I don't know, it's hard to tell. Everyone has a neutral state. Whether that be on the happier side or the sadder side. Although forcing happiness is a terrible plan, especially in the long term, right? Oh, right, for sure. You can't force yourself uh, self to be happy or substitute uh, things to be eternally happy. But I do believe that is definitely beneficial for me in the short term, right? Because if you're in a slump and you can get yourself to dress nicely for one time, you may feel a little less frumpier. And that small little, or I guess... Uh, that small little serotonin boost can begin reinforcing the um, your mind to try to repeat that action. Yeah, right. right. So you'll repeat you get the ball rolling dressing again. up nicely for another day, and maybe that can also include sleeping better or eating better, taking care of your hygiene and whatnot, right? Because mm-hmm. looking good isn't just about your clothes, right? Like I said, for me, it's my skin, my hair, but it can also be um, how well you're sleeping, um, how you're taking care of your body. And and so from then on, if you are taking care of yourself better, then you can be closer to a true sense of overall happiness. But again, happiness is not like a state that you can achieve. Like, oh, I just have to get there and then I'll be forever happy, right? Yeah. There's always going to be sadness. Ups and downs all the time. There's no such thing as stable all the time. Yeah. But you can lead a happy life. Because life is a broad thing. Right. Plus, if you're, it doesn't... Like, you shouldn't let one, one bad day bring you down, you know? Still got the rest mm-hmm. of your life to live. Oh, there are always things to look forward to. I mean, for me, one example of dressing up and feeling good like for mock trial you know how we dress up right and also for dances and things like that where you wear dresses super nice dresses and everything sometimes i don't want to take it off because i feel so good in it you know it's just like a whole different (laughs) feeling when you're dressed up and going somewhere right i don't know i hope i'm not the only one that feels this way (laughs) uh yeah i'm sure you're not (laughs) But yeah, this is a whole phrase. Mm-hmm. So feeling good is inevitably linked with looking good. Um, but 
I think for some people, one is more important than the other. Mm-hmm. You know? And also, it could be different for everyone. Maybe you're happier in more casual clothes. I don't know. That's true. Well, I mean, if you can also look good in casual clothes, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sometimes for me, I'm happier in baggy clothes, you know? Sweats and a sweatshirt. I'm comfortable. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes wearing... I don't know, wearing really nice clothing, although it can be a wee bit uncomfortable, just makes me feel different. I agree. In a good way. I agree. It can go both ways, you know? It doesn't like have heels. to be just one. Oh my god, heels oh, are heels so, are so uncomfortable. In. But for some reason, I feel so cool walking in them. Mm-hmm. I like the, the click-clack that goes with it when you're walking oh, yeah. down a hallway. I feel so powerful. I know. I'm like, yeah, be scared. <laughs> So we'll leave it up to you guys. Which one would you choose more than the other? Feeling good or looking good? But before you think about that, we have our Sunday. We have our fun thing to do on Sunday. So our fun thing to do on Sunday is to scroll through my domain's Pinterest. So then you can seek out the ultimate Pinterest inspiration for a travel destination inspiration. And this is extremely fitting since we're in spring break. However, however, PSA, COVID is not over. Please don't go out traveling that far. Okay, we have teachers. Our, some of our teachers are traveling like over the freaking Pacific to yes. Hawaii. You know. They are vaccinated, so I understand. But for the majority of us who are not vaccinated, and if they... You know, we advise you not to travel. You can take a look at the Pinterest and just pretend you're there, guys. Or you can just maybe get ready for when COVID's over and everything's completely safe again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can, like, take some inspiration and plan your next uh, vacation post-COVID. Well, that is all that we have for you today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And have a good Sunday.